Welcome to the 431st consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who can count, I guess, and that's why I always introduce the show. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha, who cannot count, is my co-host, Matt. We're very proud of you, who can count. Uh, we're all we're all real happy for you. Good job, Court. Aren't you special, dick? <laughs> yeah, but I still need a calculator to do some more advanced math, like 2 plus 2. Oh, yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I can count up until I have to take my shoes off and then I'm pretty much 20 and I'm done, you know. <laughs> if I lose a you can get up to really... 20. Yeah, you, Wait, to... you can get up to 20? Yeah, holy if you, shit. If you take your shoes off, yeah. I That's mean, amazing. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, if you're missing some digits, maybe you can only get up to like 18 or 19 depending. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you're being ableist a little bit. Right, but I mean, I am currently capable of counting to 20. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. <laughs> I have more time. You thought you had more time to be able to eat on the show whenever I depend on you to go patter back and forth at the beginning? Well, usually your patter takes a lot longer, so I listen to it. But you're being quick about everything now, and when I'm eating a cookie. <laughs> I uh, mean, what is that about? <laughs> If anything, I'm the victim here. (laughs) Yes, you're the victim for choosing to eat on air. I knew it. Thank you. (laughs) You know what? Fuck you. I'm leaving all of this in, you unprofessional cuss. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I'm done. I'm not fixing your shit anymore. Fuck you. God damn. Woo! (laughs) This week. Fucking spicy for Emmanuel in Bangkok today. (laughs) Yeah. This week, we're actually talking about Emmanuel in Bangkok, which Matt has been foaming at the mouth to tell the story of the very first time he ever jerked off to it. Oh, it'd be. Wait, what? (laughs) We know that that's what this is. This is the first film you jerked off to. Can we put that some other way? (laughs) Oh, you mean, could I phrase it a little less bluntly? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, okay. So this was Matt's sexual awakening. There, thank you. Jesus Christ, you had to say it was Jack and Lacking to it. I mean, you're ruining story time at this point. (laughs) We already told everybody, but that's what this movie was. Because when I showed you and told you the story of what my movie was, and uh, we looked it up on, on an actual story time, you were very disappointed in me because it's a very gross woman in prison film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, right. So... It's th- sad. Yes, that's much, much significantly worse than unless it was like the rape scene we pre-talked about, which I doubt knowing you would have been something yeah. that you would have enjoyed. Um, no. I, I just have to say that um, this film, front to back, minus the sexual assault stuff that we just mentioned, the sex stuff that's in this goes way overboard and is somewhat shocking and uh, crazy. Yeah. You know, we'll get there when we get there, but um, to think that this was ever broadcast on cable without some of the full frontal stuff taken out even on joe bob's show makes me kind of pause uh we yeah had, right we had to have seen a very uncut version of this compared to what could have made we, it onto cable and we also know this is joe bob's favorite emmanuel movie right that, that's also part of what <laughs> it's you can, also mine yeah well obviously i can see why um this is going to be definitely i'm just going to say it right now it's going to be top to beat and it's going to be the one that's going to have to be beaten by any of the other films which i doubt that that's going to happen uh yeah we'll get there when we get there when we talk about it but holy fucking shit did this film go there it did it went everywhere and uh <laughs> look i'm watching all right I, i'm i'm watching these movies and i'll, I'll just I'll, i did my notes and my wife woke up before i even started my notes so at any point in time she could have walked out into any of the stuff that we have discussed and looked at the tv and then very audibly judged me <laughs> Oh, yeah. She would have judged you big time. Yeah. Particularly for some of the stuff that's happening in this film. But I just have to say that luckily for everyone involved and my life, uh, she did not walk out and see some of the stuff that we're about to discuss in Emmanuel in Bangkok, because that that probably would have been bad for everyone. I was was very private. (laughs) 
Yeah, Emmanuel in Bangkok may be the kind of movie that you watch when everyone else has left the house and will not return for hours. It, it has to be. <laughs> not in the way that I watched it. Definitely not, for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, let's stop beating around the bush. Let's go ahead and take the break here so it. that we can talk about the movie. So f- up first, we're going to have the Legion Patreon ad and then on the Pirate Radio edit. Once again this week, the theme is uh, love lost or love that is basically doing you wrong and or misinterpreting sex as love. And up first on the Pirate Radio edit is the Delta Bombers with Love Like You. This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. that off now i don't think i'm gonna cut that off ever because the delta bombers are fucking awesome right jesus that's good stuff (laughs) yeah well let's give the folks some more good stuff and let's tell them about matt's first sexual awakening with emmanuel in bangkok emmanuel in bangkok now i'm gonna tell you here's god's honest truth this is the first time i've ever watched the movie fall all the way through (laughs) yeah typically it was in like three or four minutes spurts so anywho emmanuel in bangkok three or four minutes between spurts I'm proud of you. Yeah, right? Uh, listen, I was young. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, fuck. <All laughs> you, right. you haven't even started so, your notes. Yeah, you're at the beginning. I know. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. I got this shit. Easy to read them like this. All right. We start with a whole montage of Laura and this dude being all lovey-dovey with one another and kind of, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, they're, they, they'd be banging, right? <laughs> yeah, we do see some of the banging as well. And it looks like they might be in Rome. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. I believe so. But, you know, it's hard to tell yeah uh so anyway then they're walking around town and then we cut to dinner there's dialogue it's our first clip here we go towards the north almost to the burmese border 
It's a mountainous area. You can find some ancient stones up there with strange shapes. That might have been made by human hands. But the question is, when? Someone started some excavations about two years ago. You like your job, don't you? Yes. And yet, can you imagine that when I was younger, my dream was to be a reporter. In a way, that's kind of what you're doing. An archaeologist is really only reporting on the past, huh? I guess I'm boring you with all this. I'm sorry. No, not at all. I like listening to you. Emmanuel, did I ever tell you you are beautiful? <laughs> About five minutes ago. Oh, well, my memory may be going, but not my eye for beauty. I'm glad you decided to make the trip. So am I. You made it sound so great I could hardly refuse. Thank you. And you are happy to be with me. What kind of a question is that? You think I'd be here if I wasn't happy to be with you? I know, it's just that... Well, sometimes you can be so unpredictable. Do you like the way the captain is always looking at you? Are you jealous? Should I be? What about that blonde woman over there? If eyes had teeth, by now you'd have been eaten alive. Oh, come on. For my taste, she has too many years and too many jewels. But if you... Emmanuel, this must be our trip. Yes, Roberto. It's our trip. The only trouble is Bangkok seems too near for comfort. Please remember you agreed. I know. No commitments. After Bangkok, we each go our own way. Neither of us is the type to settle down. Life is too short to live more than one day at a time. Just be sure that every day is a good one. Good evening, miss. Sorry. Good evening. Two scotch and rocks. Was today good enough for you? It wasn't bad. But I have an idea how we can make it better. Bow, chicka, bow, wow. And that idea to make it better is going to Bone Town. And that's exactly what they do. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, thank you, movie. Uh, the next day they part ways because she's got a job, bro. She's got a job to do. Yep. So uh, then she's in her car and she sees there's flowers from a prince welcoming her, welcoming her to Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Uh, I welcome her to Bangkok, too. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, I mean, this is another reason. This is just a perfect, of course, in Bangkok. Cock. Of course, that's where you want to be in a in a softcore porn movie. It just it makes sense. Your options are so unlimited there. I, I know. It's just. I mean, whoever came up with it, uh, really, an applause to you for the name of the movie. It's it's really fantastic. Good job. <laughs> um, so then, uh, more checking out the city montage. Then she uh, gets to her hotel. Uh, the dude uh, working there, uh, he draws her a bath, and she gets naked as he watches. Uh, I mean, this Emmanuel really loves to tease people in Bangkok. Yeah, she like she's very voyeuristic. She she like she wants you watching. She knows you're watching, and she that's how she wants it done. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> good for her. Yeah, and thank you. Uh, movie. Yeah, right. Another thank you movie. Uh, then uh, Lauren. Laura is having some uh, dinner with the prince, and that is our next clip. I don't think there's anything especially difficult about my request. I just want to take some photographs of the king in his everyday life and ask a few questions. Prince Sanit, I know it wouldn't be the first time you've helped a reporter with this kind of thing. Maybe I should start from the beginning. They tell me in New York at the paper, to expect you'll want dollars. Would a thousand be acceptable? I'm afraid I'm not authorized to offer any more. 
obviously know a lot about me. You've done your homework, I see. Americans are the best in the world at compiling data. But your arithmetic is a little shaky, I'm afraid. I understand. You mean inflation has come to this part of the world, too, and that $1,000 is not enough anymore. I'm ready to discuss it. Please allow me. A woman in my company never has to light her own cigarette or pour her own drink. Oh, it seems such a pity to reduce our meeting to dollars and cents. Be yourself with me, and everything will go a lot smoother. Let's get to know each other better. For the moment, I suggest you accept our hospitality. I think I like that. <laughs> Thanks for the beautiful flowers. I appreciate your kindness. What else has your hospitality to offer? First of all, I can acquaint you with my country. It might help for you to know that the royal family here has divine origins. It goes back so far that today there's an enormous number of descendants. In the last 20 years of the 19th century, one king actually had 80 children. I wouldn't say they were all quite as prolific, but they did all right. And so did their children after them. And since we consider all children to be legitimate, the number of people in this country with royal blood calling themselves cousins of the king is enormous, like the number of canals. How about you? How close are you to the king? By birth, extremely close, and on certain political positions as far apart as opposite poles. And what's your feeling about Americans? I'm crazy about them, especially if they're female, and don't want to talk about business. I received a telex from my paper this morning. They want to know how far along I am. I think they think I'm wasting my time. Do you consider that your time with me is wasted? Oh, no. It's been wonderful. And your city is fascinating. Sometimes I think that living here is like living in another dimension. One must live every moment fully. Don't worry. You'll have your photographs of the king. I haven't forgotten that you're a businesswoman. And that time is important to you. Okay, how much? Come along. You must learn to relax. I'm going to take you to a place where they teach you an ancient oriental method. But I won't spoil it by telling you any more. I want it to be a surprise. You'll see. You'll thank me for it. Well, we're all going to butt ready to thank him for it. <laughs> so uh, we see as she's getting back to her place, uh, there's a man watching her. Well, anyway, she goes to this temple-looking place, and a woman is picked for her. And they flirt a little bit as this woman bathes uh, Emmanuel. And then the lady, uh, then she has Emmanuel lay down on the table, and the lady herself <laughs> bathes. And I will just say this. This was uh, my coming of age. This is one of the first things I ever saw in my entire life. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I've never really made it that far past uh, this point in the movie. I'll just be honest. Uh, okay, but so yeah, the lady just rubs up. herself on top of yeah. This uh, this soap Lord this soap bath thing is apparently that's a thing over there. It's a thing. Yeah, like you can yeah, actually well, get services like this where someone will rub their naked body on you, all soapy, and clean you up that way. That's that. I mean, God bless whoever figured that shit out. I can, I don't know, man, but whoever put it in a movie too, you know, congratulations. Uh, it does not hurt that uh, it's Laura Jemsner being rubbed down by an also very attractive woman who they immediately become yeah. friends through this central experience. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just happy everyone's having a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I cannot fault you at all for this scene driving you over the edge. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, this is a thing. Uh, this is a thing for me, and I don't. Um... It's a thing. Jesus, I, yeah. This uh, watching it this week is the first time that I've ever actually watched Emmanuel in Bangkok. I realized that, and I can tell you that me watching it, sitting out in my living room, <laughs> knowing at any minute I could get busted, and watching this scene happen, and hoping that nothing will. I won't get busted for it. Just like that fear and still enjoying the, the, 
that particular scene, I can tell you, even for me. It's a thing. I totally was. Yeah, right? It's uh, it's definitely a, it's a thing. If in, uh, yeah, I was a very uh, impressionable coming of age young man. And um, well, there it is. So, <laughs> hey, that would do it for me as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. All right, <laughs> we, can, we, hey, can, we can move on now after everybody's had a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and they decide that they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be best friends now, and that is the end. That is the most epic way you can end the opening twenty minutes of this movie, and you know you're in for a fucking ride. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was really, really happy with the opening of this film and uh, every opening that this film showed as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Jesus. It's still softcore porn with pretty much mm-hmm. full frontal nudity, but there's so much pubic hair that you wonder if they're just like those dickies things that women can still be fully frontal, but it just covers the parts that they want to cover, you know? Yeah, they, of course. They did uh, that in the 70s where they would glue those on. <laughs> and I can't say yeah. I blame them. There's some countries where it's illegal to show those parts. That's true, but uh, it still does not matter to me. Um, it's still fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, the soaping down scene we already spent plenty of time on, so we can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we can spend the next 20 minutes. We start, well, the two go shopping together and check out some of the sites, get some lunch. Then Emmanuel gets back to the hotel, and there's just that dude's watching her again. In her room, she sees the bellboy. He's uh, kind of in the room, and so they dance together a little bit, and then she gets a massage from the homie. So I don't know if she made a man of him or not, but she's definitely getting a nude massage from him. So she should be pretty fucking relaxed at this point. Um, she's already then there's come a, like five times. She should be very yeah, relaxed. Yeah, right. And then there's a knock on the door, and that is our next clip. I had some trouble with the Jeep, so I came back to Bangkok to rent another one. Emmanuel, you are impossible. And you're a huge bore. I'm sorry, but downstairs, they told me you were alone. Is it part of your job as an archaeologist to go around so dirty? (laughs) And I thought that stuff about Oriental hospitality was made up by the guidebooks. I'm sorry, amore mio. Perfect. You're gorgeous, baby. Thanks. That's it. All that. Like this? Right. They're over there. How did you meet a couple of American tourists out in the boondocks? I thought they were only natives where you were going. They're the ones who picked me up when the jeep broke down. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they're running dope. Better not ask. They were very nice to me. <laughs> Jimmy. Hiya, Roberto. How are you? Fine, thank you. Emmanuel and their friend Hi, G. pleasure. How you do you talk do? English, yes. honey? Hi, Roberto. This is Francis, my wife. Hello. Nice Emmanuel to meet you. Emmanuel and, uh, what did you say? Yeah, right? It's G like a Jew is. All right. Come along, Gio. Come on. Let's go. Do you travel a lot? You bet. They're real globetrotters. <laughs> globetrotters, Roberto. Oh, oh isn't he cute? It's true, though. Except for a couple of countries in Africa, we've seen the whole world. Right, honey? Right, sugar. Come July, we just stick a pen in a map, hop on a jumble, and go to that place. It's become like a tradition. Well, we got the bread to do it. You must love seeing new things. What we really like is buying souvenirs. I don't think there's another collection like ours in the world. Uh, how do you remember where everything comes from? Oh, we keep it classified like in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, sugar. Remember the fight we had once over whether that cute little bead necklace was from St. Peter's in Notre Dame? In the end, I was right, though, wasn't I, honey? You always are, sweet. Mm, it wasn't a real fight, though. We never really argued, do we, honey? Never. Th- that's what makes us different. We're both Republicans, too. 
It must be nice to get along so well. Oh, it is. It's a blessing. I couldn't live without it. I just can't understand how anyone can go through life on her own. I mean, here you are in a strange city without a man to protect you. She likes it better that way. She gets to do just what she likes. And why not? I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> just stick to taking pictures. All right. So then they all go out and they have a fun day. Uh, and everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. Then at night, they see a new, they see some new dancers. One playing with uh, a candle and pouring hot wax all over her. And another one played with ping pong balls. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to have to do it since you're not going to describe it. So the, the woman. No, no, the, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was, I wanted you to do it anyway. So. Because yeah, th- these two scenes for me. It's a thing. That was. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. This is the stuff I was talking about where I was like not expecting to see this. And I was pr- well, not praying, but was really, really hoping that my wife would not come out while these scenes were on. <laughs> there, right. is, there is no explaining why this is in the film to anyone. There, yeah, there's, I mean, this serves no part of the story other than to have something sexual on TV. Yeah, and something shockingly sexual. Okay, so yeah. the, the woman that was doing the dance with the candle was doing a thing where she was, like, lightly putting, it's a big flame, too. It's like, it looked like a fucking, like a, uh, like a log on the end of it, the way that that candle was burning. It was really big flame. And, uh, she was putting it underneath her arms and under her legs and around her groin area and putting the flames against her skin as if she was like basically singeing off all of the hair, but almost burning her skin, but showing how the fire doesn't really bother her, but also doing it as part of her erotic dance. And then all of a sudden she starts pouring the hot candle wax all over her naked body and her legs and then starts melting it off with the candle and dripping it onto other parts of herself. And it just becomes this whole weird, like, cenobitic dance involving dripping, melting wax and heat and flame and this woman's naked body. And it was actually quite erotic. And there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Now, the next sequence, holy fucking shit, um, that whole myth about the ping pong ball that, like, you always think somebody's just making up that they saw at a strip club. They actually do that in this film. Yeah. Yeah. You always think something that's like an old wives tale or something like that, but yeah, no, guess not. We actually see an insertion with the ping pong ball just sitting there, but we don't actually yeah. see it get fired back out. We don't see it get fired at anybody or anything like that. But we are to assume that essentially she is putting one right after the other and we're only seeing the one that's at the very end and the other ones have gone further up inside of her. And it's like two or three of them that they do this as part of the show. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. I'm not 100% sure because I kept being furtherly shocked that this was in the film in front of me. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you're sitting there, you're like, well, first I see the lady play with fire. Oh, that's that's pretty normal. Uh, but then the can- it's the... The candle wax and melting it and doing it as an erotic dance and you know it's like the sadomasochistic cenobitic display. Yeah. 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 Oof. It's, uh, it's something else, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ping pong balls. When that happens, you're just like, okay, uh, th- this is what we're doing. All right. And see, this is new to me. This is not something I remember from being a kid. The, the thing I remember most is the uh, is the uh, bathhouse scene, of yeah, course. I'm willing to bet that it was probably trimmed to get an R rating and or be able to broadcast on cable, and so the actual object insertion scenes had to be removed, so they just cut out the travelogue with the strip club bit. Um, probably. But that has been lovingly restored in true high definition for your viewing pleasure on Blu-ray uh, in and this box we, set, and we thank you for it. 
and we thank the movie for it. Thank you, movie. You're good. You're you're great. Thank you, movie, for making my jaw drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, was that intense? That was something else. Jesus Christ. All right, we had fun. So then, everyone at the table while watching is all kind of getting handsy, like the vacationers, the the husband of the vacationers getting handsy with Lauren Semser, who's getting handsy with her M, and the vacationer's wife, the 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 lady, she's getting handsy with Roberto. So everyone's just kind of getting handsy with one another. At Matt the table. and I are getting handsy with each other watching the movie. Watching, watching them. <laughs> Court and I are sitting at the table going, oh my God, look at those disgusting people getting handsy with one another in public. So gross. Oh, like a pig paw paw in my drink. Ah, what a prize. <laughs> That's a souvenir to take home. I just mean that we as viewers are getting handsy with ourselves while watching it. That's also true. All right, well, that we're doing too. I'm saying if we were at that restaurant, uh, we'd be like, ah, oh, some people are so disgusting that a ping pong ball landed one of our drinks. I'd be like, woo. <laughs> A little something to take home. I'm going to back out of this conversation and not comment. You know, a little something for the effort. Um, <laughs> uh, they all head back to the prince's place and it's dialogue, so it's our next clip. Thankfully. Yeah, get me out of here. Good evening. These are the friends I told you about. Friends of my guests are also honored guests in my house. Good evening. Thank you. It's nice of you. Oh, honey, look at that cute little elephant. It's too big to take home. Oh. You already know each other, I believe. Sure. Hi, G. Hello, Emmanuel. Hi. Welcome. Hey, it's G. Wes. <laughs> Come in. Make yourselves at home. Thank you, Prince Anna. Oh, it's like that suite we had in the Hilton. Remember, honey? Yes. Yeah, what a place like this goes Can for. Can I offer here. you a drink? Thank you. You're welcome. What is it? I don't know, but it looks good. Thanks. So it's for tomorrow, then. Only you still haven't said what it'll cost, Prince. <laughs> Emmanuel, I'm glad to see that you still have so much to learn about Oriental men. Do you realize that you can give much more with your presence than by paying an unimportant sum in dollars? Jimmy, honey, don't forget to write down his name. He's a real prince. Do you think we can get his autograph for his souvenir? <laughs> is the Italian the one who accompanied you on your trip out here? Yes, he is. <laughs> Imagine you must have had an interesting enough voyage, but he's not really worthy of you. Oh, no, honey. My friends, I have a little treat for you, if you'll come this way. Oh, I love surprises. Okay. Damn. Just just put Roberto on blast, didn't he? Yeah. He's like, hey, you don't need to. He ain't shit. <laughs> He's a little bitch. <laughs> uh, let's see here. That was okay. weird noises everywhere. All right. So then they, uh, the surprise is they all get super high. They all ride the dragon. I'm pretty sure they're smoking opiates, not just like weed. Oh, yeah. That's definitely opium. That was opium being yeah. prepared for them. And then they yeah. have a fuck fest covered in opium. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they get high as shit and they ride the dragon. Uh, they get fucking crazy. And then, of course, they all start just fucking one another uh, in all sorts of different combos and ways. At one point, the two dudes double up on Emmanuel while uh, uh, the lady vacationer and uh, Emmanuel's new friend uh, go go to town on each other. All the while, the prince is just watching. Um, after a while, everyone but the prince and Emmanuel are passed out. And this uh, goes into some dialogue as they give each other a rub down in our next clip. You're not like them. You're different. You understand how to control your ecstasy. You're capable of letting the pleasures of Eros enter all your senses. You live them with your entire body, not just with those few erotic zones Westerners concede to lovemaking. I can make you cry out with pleasure, but you must first give back that which you've been given, and you do know how. 
This is God's gift to you. You know how to suspend yourself in a tunnel where time no longer has meaning. And when the moment arrives when your pleasure is on the verge of becoming glorious pain, then, only then do you permit yourself that most sublime moment of all, that which the French call le petit mort, the little death, and we Orientals call the great ecstasy. I know he's a prince, but he doesn't look like he's Oriental. Um, an Oriental. No, not even a little bit. I o- mean, Oriental is it, not. And by uh, the way, that's not even a fucking word anymore. <laughs> right. It's not a word you should use because it, it signifies other, which is fucking wrong. You can say Asian, yeah. but still fucking that guy's definitely not that either. Yeah, exactly. But Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the end of that 20 minutes, by the way. Oh, boy. So that speech that that guy's giving is some kind of weird, like advocating that she gets into liking being hurt and that he thinks that she uh, has sex in excess because she likes it when it starts to hurt and that's when she allows herself to orgasm because it's more intense for her. Is that what he was implying? Kind of, but he's also saying like you're not like other people. You know how to control your ecstasy unlike everyone else and that you know you can get pleasure from different areas than just the erogenous zone. The Westerners have decided are erogenous zones. Right. Again, blaming Westerners for a lot of problems. So is he saying that she likes anal? Is that what he's implying? I, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that's where he was going. The guy seems like a scumbag. <laughs> Am I a scumbag for thinking that's might be what he meant when he was talking about other places? No, you just know that scumbags exist. See, it's different. You're all right. <laughs> So there you go. Well, we can move on. We're good. <laughs> yes. All right. The next 20. Well, the next day, she's uh, she photographs a cobra and a mongoose finding in the mongoose wins fatality. Uh, fuck uh, you movie. I don't want to watch animals kill each other on screen. That was not. Cool. No. Yeah. I mean, if it was like not caged, you know, they were forced to fight. If it was just some sort of nature show where they, they find it like in the open, then I'm all right with it because that's, you know, that's just nature being metal. But this was caged and forced and it's kind of gross. Well, and it's clearly real. Like the cobra really does die. The mongoose really does kill the cobra. And I don't need that for my entertainment either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then uh, Emmanuel, she gets back to her room and takes off her shirt. And here's some sex. Uh, 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 here, and here's some sex happening. And she watches for a bit. And we see it's Roberto. And the uh, it, it, we see it's Roberto in, I believe, uh, her friend who gave her the rubdown. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. She then goes to the pool and she sees the male vacationer. And that's our next clip. Would you like a drink? I'd love one. Um, you know, Emmanuel, I owe you a lot. Through you, I discovered a whole new way of life. It's through you that I met G. What a wonderful experience she is. I never knew anybody that could get you going the way she does. Yes, I know what you mean. She manages to create the most fantastic sensation. You said it. What about your wife? Oh, she's gone back to the United States. You know, last night kind of hit us both like an atomic bomb. Evidently, we aren't made for each other after all. That's right, Emmanuel, I'm going to be staying on. You see, I want to look into the new horizons I've discovered here. Good luck. To you. Here they are. Hi, G. Hello. Roberto. Yeah? When do you plan on leaving? I'm not sure. Why? <laughs> I'm just sorry they won't finish the trip around the world together. And what about all the souvenirs in their big ranch house? 
where will they go? One of them will get custody. <laughs> Prince Sanet promised to arrange a great interview for me with a woman who was the first lover of the king. She lives in a temple up in the mountains. Anyway, I'm sorry you're leaving. Me too, but they've discovered some ruins in the desert outside Casablanca. And they want me to begin the dig. Too bad we might have left together. There you go, being sentimental. Just because we're parting here doesn't mean that we'll never meet again. No. It just means we have to say goodbye one more time. We're good at that. Okay, so it's kind of heavily implied that when that dude was like, oh yeah, I'm going to explore other avenues of pleasure, and then he starts talking to Roberto and asking when he's leaving, it's kind of heavily implied that maybe he's looking to uh, experiment on all sorts of different sources of pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, and the vacationer was like, well, you know, I guess he, he realized there were some things uh, that he had not experienced in life, so he wanted to get to it. <laughs> and the wife also agreed, but she wanted to get to it back home. Yeah, she wanted to get to it back in America. She thought she had a a better spot of going about it. Um, well, then uh, she takes Roberto to the airport, watches him take off, and when she gets back to her room, it is trashed. Her camera, photos, passport are all gone. She goes to the prince's home, but then the dude who is following her is there with a bunch of other guys. They surround her, they attack her, they strip her, and then they rape her. While they all take turns, uh, she hears the prince's words that he said to her when they were giving each other their rubdowns, and because of that, she begins to enjoy Enjoy it. Fuck you, movie. Yeah, not cool at all. That's fucked not up. Not cool. Fuck you, movie. Fuck you. Uh, then the guy who watched her and followed her and raped her escorts her out, talking to her as a friend, and that is our next clip. It's possible. They're suspicious about your friendship with Prince Sanat. They think you might be involved with him in a plot against the king, his cousin. I want to see the prince. Where is he? Right now, he's in prison. He'll most likely be exiled. He's got a lot of friends outside the country. You, on the other hand, don't want to get involved in any of this. It wouldn't be very nice. But where can I go? They even stole my passport. I'm sorry. I cannot help you. We are professionals hired to protect the king. You'd better talk to the local police. I'm just an independent journalist on an assignment. I don't want to harm the king. You are a pretty girl. Do yourself a favor and get out while you still can. Good luck. This is just so gross, and it really is hard to come back from. But at least this yeah. is it. Everything else. This is this. it. They don't really mention it again. So, it's and luckily, there's a lot more movie to watch. So, you can, unlike the last week's movie, yeah, you can actually get the taste out of your mouth. Right. It's still. It takes a while, and it's just fucking gross. But yeah. um, yeah. once I, we'll we'll get there. But it it takes a long time for us to come back from this. Yes. Well, she goes and meets an official at the Bangkok airport and seduces him into helping her leave the country. Afterwards, she runs into the vacation lady, and that is our next clip. Manuel, honey! Hi! What are you doing here? Hi! I've been staying in a friend's house for a few days. You know, Jimmy and I have decided we really ought to live alone for a while. C'est la vie. Maybe he told you, huh? He mentioned it. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to India, Kathmandu. I want to try new experiences. I don't want to be just an ordinary American wife. <laughs> anyway, where are you going? I'm going to Casablanca. Oh. I thought I'd go and see Roberto. He's working there. I had some troubles with the local authorities. Oh. Uh, but never mind. We must be on the same flight. I have to change planes at Delhi. Oh, that's where I get off, too. 
<laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, they're on the plane and uh, they start holding hands and then they go off uh, into the airplane bathroom to join the Mile High Club in our next clip. <laughs> nice. I wish I didn't have to do the second part of the trick alone. I'd like to stay with you too. Can't you stop with me in India? I promised Roberto I'd meet him in Casablanca. And I had a lot of trouble in Bangkok. I'd like to get as far away from there as possible. Roberta was right. You really are a woman who knows how to take care of yourself, aren't you, Emmanuel? Uh, I, I never give up. Why should I? I wish I could be like that. I really like you. You know, we won't get to New Delhi for a while yet. I'll always remember you. Do you think we'll meet again? Who knows? The point is to live the moment. The future's not important. It's the present. Only the present that counts. So much time gone to waste. How stupid I was before. No, you weren't stupid. You never thought about yourself, who you really are. You saw yourself as others see you. I wish I'd known you earlier. I have so much to learn. Yep, and they uh, they done get them naked, uh, and uh, they, they they go to town on one another in the airplane bathroom. Spacious airplane bathroom, by the way, very yeah. spacious. Yeah, this is before they realized that they could continue to cram things down smaller and smaller and smaller. And also, when they used to let people smoke on airplanes, so it was just lawless. Yeah, man. I mean, just people running around, just fucking no, just running around lawless around here. Uh, so Emmanuel lands and meets with. Some officials, and that is our next clip. It all happened so fast, it never occurred to me to go to the consulate in Thailand. You can't imagine my relief when I left Bangkok. I quite understand, but you've had no trouble here in Casablanca. Not yet, but my entry visa is only good for 48 hours. Without your help, I'm liable to find myself in a real mess again. Don't worry, miss. We'll do everything we possibly can. Thank you. I'll wait for my father outside, Mr. Jackson. As you wish, Deborah. I'm sure he'll be here any minute. Bye. Bye now. Certainly, 48 hours isn't very much time to get everything done. However, I'll do my best. If you come back tomorrow, at the very least, I'll be able to extend your visa. Have you found a place to stay? No, it's the next thing I have to do. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, wait. Listen, can I talk to you a minute? I... Oh, you're the girl that was in yes, the room. Uh, maybe I can help you. I couldn't help overhearing. I've lived here seven years now. My father's the American consul. He's the one you should talk to. If you like, I could arrange it. Uh, thank you. Oh, it's absolutely no problem, honest. He's always dealing with somebody who's lost their traveler's checks or had their clothes stolen. Old men and fat ladies, usually. It's not every day he gets to help somebody as pretty as you. You know, I always wanted to be a photographer. When I was little, I got a camera for a present. In one week, I must have taken over a thousand pictures. And then? Oh, it broke and I lost interest. Hey, you're pretty famous. I'm always seeing pictures taken by Emmanuel. <laughs> Thanks. By the way, my name's Deborah. Hey, listen, I got a great idea. How'd you like to stay at our guest apartment? At the consulate? Sure, Dad won't mind. The living room. Like it? It's nice. Come on, I'll show you where the bedroom is. Bathroom, tub and shower. You can use this closet. 
And there's the bed. Oh. You can treat the place as if it was your own. Is it really okay? Are you sure no one is going to mind? No, why don't you rest? I'll come back later. Oh. So when Emmanuel barters her way into the airplane ride away from Bangkok by using sex, it's still super uncomfortable for me. But then as soon as she meets the lady in the airport and they're flying together and then they get fucking in the Mile High Club, I'm kind of a little bit more relaxed because this is clearly sex that she very much yeah. wanted. Yeah. And although I, I, I'm okay because she's using her sexuality with that guy to her benefit and no one else is using it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, it's still just because it's with another dude and I'm like, ah, it doesn't feel yeah. all that voluntary. So it's kind of a little off for me still. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe she just danced for him. That would be also me. Uh, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> whatever anyway um the as soon as that happens in the airport but then when this young lady picks her up and then they go into the shower mode thing and like emmanuel is clearly getting naked once again just to see how the woman will react to her naked body and i'm like uh, okay yeah i'm back into it thanks movie yeah 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 we're, we're back here we're, we're in yeah it, it anyway then it didn't take long to recover at least yeah right exactly and then emmanuel undresses and the lady shows her the shower and she showers she comes up and the lady dries her off who she just met an hour ago and that's the end of that 20 minutes before we go to the final 30 i like that no one trusts in laura gemster's ability to bathe and or dry herself after bathing in this film like, no man you gotta you gotta, you gotta make sure you, she, she looks clumsy like she might fall or something so you gotta you gotta help her out <laughs> it's just so fucking funny to me that like everybody literally is helping her out with yeah, getting yeah. soaped up or getting cleaned up and then getting dried off and like i'm not saying i blame any one of them at all don't think no. that i am not at all i'm perfectly understanding why it is they're doing what it is that they're doing and i do not blame them one bit yeah no not at all <laughs> we can move on i'm good <laughs> uh, all right as we can move on because you know she needs help all right people need help and we're, we're people helping people that's what i'm about i don't know about you this is the kind of help that I could offer to somebody too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people helping people. Uh, all right, the final 30 starts. Uh, there's a dinner time, and it's our next clip. Tommy, you're back. Hi, Debbie. Far out. I want you to meet my friend Emmanuel. This Hello. is Tommy, and this is my father. What's wrong, Dad? Excuse my surprise, but when Deborah told me she'd brought home a friend, frankly, I was expecting a girl as young as she is. Dad can't adjust. I'm still his little princess. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Tommy's a very famous writer. His books are translated into 12 languages. To tell the truth, though, I find them very boring. <laughs> All that historical junk. Really heavy duty. Thomas Griffith, isn't it? I've learned a lot about ancient Greece from reading one of your books. You write very well. You see, I just said you were famous. She even recognizes you. She's a lady with good literary sense. I'm afraid that Deborah's decided that comic books are the new American literature. Now, what about a drink before dinner? With pleasure. This way. You know, David and I became friends because he could make the best martini this side of P.J. Clark. Uh, yep. I'm beginning to think that making martinis is a national sport. Dad? Uh, uh, yes? Emmanuel's in a lot of trouble. She got involved in a coup in Thailand. And they stole her passport. And you've really got to help her. Uh, things really aren't that bad. Why don't you tell us about it? I must say, the worst of it all was losing my camera. I'm so used to having them with me, I feel naked without them. Now I remember. You're the one who found the oldest man in the world last year in Siberia. It was a remarkable story. Ah, oh, thank you. Mutual admiration society. No, thanks. I'll see what I can do about your cameras, only, uh... Only, uh, it may take a little while. How long? My visa's only valid for 48 hours. Well, that's not a problem, really. I can get it prolonged as much as you want. 
Talk to Mr. Baker. I'll go with you. I think you and Emmanuel will make a fine couple, Debbie. Deborah loves to go out of her way for her friends. But you must be very careful. When she really likes someone, she has a tendency to become terribly possessive. Tommy can tell you something about it. Right, Tommy? What does he have to do with it? He's prejudiced. He doesn't even speak to a woman unless she has my approval. It's true. Without her, I would have been engaged four times already. Don't knock it. I saved you from a fate worse than death. I've been smoking for a couple of years. A Swedish boy turned me on. He was here studying archaeology. That reminds me, I know someone here. A man. Yes. Fiancé, lover, or husband. Uh, nothing so specific, just a friend. That's as far as it goes. He's also an archaeologist. He's supposed to be in charge of a dig not far from here. They're excavating the ruins of an old village, out in the desert someplace. I'm not even sure I want a boyfriend any longer. Oh, I have one now. But it's nothing serious. I like you, Deborah. You're a very good person. And I really do thank you. <laughs> when you get back, we'll talk, huh? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Yep. We're such best friends. Um, so Emmanuel gets to um, Roberto's dig site. Well, hey, more dialogue. It's our next clip. I don't believe it. <laughs> How did you manage to get here? By plane and donkey. It was Charles' plane. Roberto, look at this. Interesting. Emmanuel is uh, an old friend of mine. This is Janet, an English colleague. Just a colleague? Well, uh... Don't tell me you got engaged. Why? Mm. Have you got something against that? No, not at all. It's the greatest news I've heard in ages. <laughs> Come here. If only you knew how much I missed you. It must be the hot desert nights. <laughs> That's not true, and you know it. What do you need me for? You've got tea and crumpets now. Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Would I have found you alone if I had? Oh, come on. Janet's the kind of woman who has to believe she's in love to sleep with a man. Roberto, you're a liar. Okay, okay. But you weren't here. Well, if you like, I'll leave. No, what are you saying? You can stay in our tent. It might be interesting. Well, now you have lost your cameras. You don't have an excuse to disappear. Look, you know it's never an excuse. Darling, I don't want to change the subject, but we're leaving tomorrow for a trip into the desert. At least that's what you said. Oh, that's right. Why don't you come with us, Emmanuel? There and back will take about a week. You can take pictures with my camera. With pleasure. Oh, but I'm not quite sure Janet will approve. Well, she won't mind, will you, Treasure? It's all right if you say so. But at least you could have told me you were expecting somebody. It's a question of respect, don't you think? Relax, Treasure. I'm not kicking you out of bed. Don't worry, I can sleep outside. If it's a problem. Anyway, I'm exhausted. Uh-oh. I'm sure you are. Well, anyway, cut to she's trying to sleep. And those two, Roberto and his lady, they are getting down. They are going at it. And Emmanuel's watching. Uh, then the dude, he pulls uh, Eve's blanket down and starts rubbing her down. She's enjoying it. And I'm like, you audacity-filled motherfucker. How dare you? Anyway. Look, uh, if you're sleeping in a tent where the ratio is two to one. Two and, to one. And you can tell that the 
the other one is getting enticed by watching you have sex and is already turned on. It yeah. is your imperative as a pig-headed idiot male to make this attempt. Yeah, I mean, don't even, I'm not saying the attempt was in bad faith. I'm just saying it was filled with audacity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it requires audacity to make such a maneuver, but... Um, but you know what? <laughs> I don't want to say that we've he all... Did, he did it. I'm going to clap yeah. for him. He did yeah. it. He pulled it off because, yeah. sure enough, she gets into it. Yeah. And uh, the, they start making up while he's doing his fiance. So you know what? Yeah. It looks like the fiance was even into it and aware of what was going oh. on, too. Yeah, she was definitely into it. So I, I give I give him a, I give him some uh, applause there. Yeah, we may not have uh, all been there, but we have all made the attempt of some sort very similar to this. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, the next day, uh, they're having a nice desert drive, and then their Jeep breaks down, and then they hear some shooting, and a bunch of dudes come riding up, but they're just vacationers. Roberto's like, they're totally cool. So ladies go, well, we don't want to wait out here for you. So they leave with the dudes, uh, uh, leaving Roberto to fix the car. Uh, there's some celebration, and a lady is dancing naked, and the fiance and Emmanuel, of course, hold hands, which apparently if you hold Emmanuel's hand, you just want to strip your clothes off because then the fiance gets up, strips, and starts dancing as well. Then Emmanuel joins them, all while the dudes surround him. I don't know what happened after that, but it looks like everyone a, was having fun. Yeah, it looks like it was a voluntary gangbang. I'm just going to ignore that it was yeah. anything else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they, all it three just, of those women... It just turned into an orgy starring those three women. It just turned into an orgy and everyone had a good time. So, uh, there you go. Um, Roberto gets back in, uh, to this area and the, finds the two and they all have a good laugh about everything and they get back to the consulate and that is our next clip. Welcome back. Hi, Debbie. What a pity I was just going out. Why don't you go say hello to my father? Is that the guy you were looking for? Oh, oh yes, it is. Why don't you introduce me? I'm a friend of Emmanuel's. In what sense? In what sense? We go to bed together. <laughs> I'm being paged. Bye. Mm, you're gonna, you're gonna stay a while, aren't you? Mm -hmm. See you tonight. Bye. Thank you. You're fantastic. It wasn't such a big deal, believe me. And this, too. I thought I'd never see them again. I adore you, David. Oh, this means I can get back to work now. At the moment, you look even younger than Debbie, hmm? Because I'm happy. I'll never be grateful enough to your daughter. You know, she likes you very much. It's understandable. You're really quite out of the ordinary. Alive, so free, so different. And Debbie can feel it instinctively. She craves affection. She has such unexpected changes of mood. It's like a continuous struggle between humility and pride, enthusiasm and apathy. Sometimes she acts like an adult, at other times a child. Hmm. I say it's because she spent most of her life by herself. Perhaps things will change when she feels more secure. This certainly isn't the ideal place for her. I hope to return to the United States within six months. You know, Debbie's mother died in childbirth. And ever since, you've drowned your sorrows in this. Liquor's a man's best friend. Is drinking your only pleasure? Generally, yes, I say so. It might be different if there were more women in the world like you. Take care, ma'am. He's a smooth talker. Don't listen to that one. He may be a good writer, but he's a pain in the ass. I have a feeling you're flirting with me. I don't know if it'll do any good. I'm getting long in the tooth. You're not old at all. It's not really a question of age, Manuel. David is tired. 
And so set in his ways, he doesn't believe he can change. But I'm not giving up hope. One day I'll bring him back to life. Despite himself. It won't do any good, my friend. When you get beyond a certain point, you don't have what it takes to start again. It's unfortunate, I know. Especially when you meet a girl as splendid as Emmanuel. And so you'd rather continue your slide into alcoholism. Good reasoning. Hmm. It's a mystery how you two can be friends. You're both so different. I know. Tommy's got enthusiasm. Curiosity. Intellectual vitality. I'd probably turn into a fossil without having him around. Right, old buddy? And also we've been friends so long. By now it's a habit. A friendship like that is really invaluable. You're both quite lucky. You want to join the club? What do you say, David? Shall we initiate her? Hmm. Of course. You can count on us for the rest of your life. And then we cut back to Roberto, Emmanuel, and his fiance. And the fiance ends their engagement. Says she's like, "I've only been with three men. I'm in my thirties. I need to experience." And Emmanuel goes, "I seem to remember something happening in the desert." And she goes, "Oh, that doesn't count." <laughs> <laughs> Like, does it count? Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. And then uh, the consulate's daughter, uh, Debbie, shows E some of her paintings. There's a special one she's working on that she won't let E see yet because she's still working on it. Then they go ahead and bathe each other. Uh, Thank you, movie. Good for them. Uh, Thank you, movie. Then Debbie and Emmanuel talk in our next clip. Debbie, let me tell you something. Your lack of confidence comes from yourself, and you're the only one who can fight it. Do you really care? Of course I do. Why? Because you're generous, sensitive, and young. And I think you deserve a better deal from life. I want to be like you. Then stop worrying about what kind of person you are. That just ties your mind up in knots and doesn't leave room for much else. You always seem to know what you want. I learned a long time ago to protect my freedom, to make my own decisions, and live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah, sure. You make it sound so easy. (laughs) It is. All you have to do is put your mind to it. I wish you wouldn't leave me. (laughs) Why were you negative? Come on, Debbie, even if I do leave, I'm not going to abandon you. We'll still keep in touch. Anyway, where can I go without my passport? So Roberto picks the two women up. We cut to he and E are boning while Debbie watches, and he catches her watching and pulls her onto the bed and becomes very fucking vile. The fuck you, Roberto. And Emmanuel rightly kicks him out of the bedroom. He comforts Debbie, and then her and Debbie get down because, yeah, they didn't need him around anyway. What an asshole. I mean, how much of an asshole do you have to be to ruin all this? Yeah, you could have probably parlayed that into another threesome if you were not such a prick. Probably. Probably could have been able to play that a lot better. Yeah, but all of a sudden he decides that he hates women who are into other women and he finds her to be competition when he was just angling for that. It's the same guy that was angling for that in the desert, right? The archaeologist guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's him. It's the same guy, Roberto. Yeah, it's supposed to be that he's jealous that someone else is winning her heart, I guess, but like they say that. Yeah, she is falling in love with Debbie where she does not love Roberto. She likes Roberto, likes banging him, but she's not in love with him. Right. Right, which is, I guess, why he's supposed to be jealous, but we could have done without all the gross homophobia that that dude starts spewing out. That was just fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck you, Roberto. I'm glad you're fucking kicked out. You're a yeah. piece of shit. And actually, you know, good on her for standing up and, like, telling him to get gone and just, like, saying, you're you're a fucking pig. You suck. Get the fuck out. Like, basically, she did the right thing. Like, she didn't try to placate him for being a fucking pig. She told him to get the fuck out for being a pig. Good. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah she's a... 
we can yeah yeah we, he we was being on. a horrid pig <laughs> yeah all right so then e and the we cut to emmanuel in the writer talk and that is in our next clip feel full of tenderness i flip for only because you've never met a creature like that before in your life so natural so uninhibited you're experiencing a very special emotion i still love men i don't know how to explain it this is different Debbie loves you too, you know. You're everything to her. A gentle mother, a sensual and loving friend. And she craves the warmth and understanding you give her. Sometimes she seems so fragile to me. Don't let her fool you. By nature and instinct, she's very, very strong and very immature. What shall I do? If you ask me, one doesn't experience real emotions often enough. You want my opinion? When it happens, let yourself go with it. But don't let it get out of hand. Then it becomes dangerous. So never forget that it's all a marvelous enjoyable, stimulating game, but a game, nevertheless. Ah, your film. Good. I'll drop them off at your office in New York. Thank you, and thanks for your friendship. You know I would have liked to have gone to bed with you. I thought about it, too. Then why didn't we? Who knows? It wasn't the right time yet. Maybe we'll run into each other again someday. Huh. I'll be waiting. Goodbye. Well, then Emmanuel thinks about Debbie a lot and, you know, thinks about all the times they had. And then Emmanuel talks to Roberto, and that is our final clip. But why? Why don't you want to come with me? Listen, I really don't understand. Before, when you went off the rails, I bet you managed to keep your head. But not now, sweetheart. All for the sake of a... What's got into you? What is it? Are you bored with man? What is she for you? The forbidden fruit? It's... It's not a matter of physical sensation. But I don't expect you to understand. That's great. You are in love. Wedding bells and all that shit. Look, Emmanuel. Don't you understand that it's impossible? It's absurd. I know. In fact, I really don't know what I want to do. Goodbye, Roberto. Emmanuel, will I see you again? Okay. You like it? It's wonderful. Do you really see me like that? So strange, mysterious. It's from New York, and they want me to go to Paris as soon as possible. How can I manage without a passport? I think I have to talk to your father again. How long did you have it? It came with the cameras. Are you mad at me, you know, for hiding your passport? No, I'm not mad at all. You should know me better. Mind you, that doesn't mean I'm not wondering why you gave it back. Maybe I'm growing up. I'll never be separated from this picture. I, I promise you. Okay. And uh, Emmanuel leaves. Roll credits. Uh, 
Yeah. So she falls in love, but only because she has a comfortable place to stay and a uh, luxurious body to have sex with while she awaits the arrival of her passport. And then the person that she's in love with tries to manipulate her by hiding the fact that she has a passport until she finally gets busted because the lady's like, I'm going to have to talk to your father again. So that means she's going to find out that you've been hiding her passport anyway. So you come clean about it. And then all is forgiven and everything is okay, but it's still manipulative as fuck. And come on, lady. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Jesus. You can't just hide someone's passport from them either. That's fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that they kind of get right, but also on that clip, the thing I wanted to mention right at the tail end, he confronts her about it and says how ridiculous it is that she could want to love and or marry this girl. And it isn't like him saying, you know you, you know you can't settle down, you know you have to stay on the move, and you know you can't marry. He's literally saying that women aren't allowed to marry women and that it should be ridiculous that that should be the thought is what he was getting at. And that is fucked. He should, <laughs> that's clearly yeah, what right. he's saying. And he should not be placated and she placated him in that. And, yeah, she did. Yeah, but I think it was just- Since so, so we'll ever see again, she'd been like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, he, I think it was mostly just to get him the fuck out of her life because he was just already being a complete pain in the ass anyway. Or at least uh, I, Toxic, I, jealous piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. You know, you're not in a committed relationship with her. You're not, you know, you're not that. So just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And if you wanted to commit, enjoy the life, <laughs> if, if, enjoy if, the time you had with her and the, some of the events you got to experience, consider yourself a lucky motherfucker and then take a fucking hike on the reading, my man. Or at least maybe perhaps have a discussion like a normal adult about what your expectations in the relationship are. If they have changed from, they just occasionally fuck. Well, yeah. And she would let you know if that happened. And that was obviously never happening. She kept saying how that was never going to happen. Right, which is why he needed to just move the fuck on. But again, Emmanuel has to wreck homes and or break hearts before the end of the yeah. film because that's the pattern. Because that's how Emmanuel does it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're going to see probably in the coming weeks as well for all of these films. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, mostly right. there's going to be nudity. I know that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, why don't we take the break here? We're going to go into story time right after this. We're going to play Jimi Hendrix with the song Bold as love. When we come back, we'll have the story time we've all been waiting for. not sure Jimmy meant what you can take by talking about Bold as Love with the rainbow and how the different colors represent different flavors of love, but my God, did he fucking nail it without even realizing it. Yeah, right? No shit. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, actually a wonderful song, and I'm going to let that go for as long as possible on the Pirate Radio edit. So the other song that just kind of exists on the main feed, sorry that went so long before the story time, but Jimmy was worth it for those of you that actually did listen to the PRE. <laughs> Very much worth it. <laughs> 
Yeah. And speaking of things that should be worth it, now it's time for story time. Story time. Story time. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. All right. Um. So, oh, God, where do I begin here? To, wouldn't that make me sound like a little creep? Um, would it be easier for you to describe it as if you were writing a letter to Penthouse? No, it might make it worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what about if you were confessing to your father uh, at church after you did the deed? Oh, God, no. I would never do that either. Jesus, no. Uh, uh, all right. Hold on. I got, I got, I, I just, I, I gotta make believe like it's just you and I talking and like no one else is gonna hear this. It's okay. Well, you don't have to give everyone the gory details. You could just kind of well, like, it's not gonna be gory, but it's still personal. Uh well, you don't right. have to share whatever's too personal. You can stop wherever you need to, man. It's fine. I was of a younger age, um, beginning to I guess I like was starting to realize like oh I'm I'm attracted to uh to women. You know, I, I have this attraction. I'm I'm moving out of being a child it, it started into a new thing we've all been a part of that do you know the numerical age you were when this was happening yes but i'm not going to go into that that's fair that's personal that's um fair. one night i was up particularly late with some friends and they were we we're having like a sleepover thing and we were playing some video games uh and then they kind of all conked out and i was up just flipping the tv and my parents had, apparently had cinemax and i never even knew uh <laughs> i only really watched hbo and everyone's asleep and the scene comes on and it's there's Laura Jemster and I see her for the first time and I'm like well who's this <laughs> it, it, like wow she is just you know gorgeous and then it's the scene where she's starting to get bathed and the other woman gets bathed and I'm like well hold on what's this and then rubbing their bodies on each other and it's really I was like is that what sex is is this is this sex is this literally it you know you don't I don't know <laughs> but uh, yeah things definitely progressed from there as I kept watching I'm like well something strange is happening to me <laughs> right Fuck. i don't know how to uh and and then you know uh i didn't think of uh i, I you know I, I kept watching it and then i fell asleep and but something happened and i tried to keep because i wanted to know what i was watching but i you know i didn't really have a guy to right. tell me right this is back when you only got paper guides in the mail and i had no idea where ours went so and i didn't want to move around a lot because i didn't want to wake up the other guys because for some reason i felt shame about this probably <laughs> thanks catholicism yeah probably um so i woke up though just in time as the credits were going and saw it said emmanuel in bangkok and i never forgot the detail <laughs> of that so then with the next time it all came i waited it, it, it took a month before cinemax showed it again a month <laughs> wow but in that month it was gonna be late at night and i put on the perfect plan and i taped a copy of emmanuel in bangkok nice overnight i woke up went down covertly taped that yeah that i i discovered myself uh <laughs> well while i was overnight taping that i discovered myself and i discovered things you can do <laughs> there you go there's story time for you motherfuckers nice nice all right well we're gonna have to put my movie on the list because my story is gonna be very gruesome and uh probably very yeah, revealing I'm, for I'm some really, therapists mine, mine's all sweet and nice 
<laughs> Mine is, oh yeah, by the way, I watched this very rapey women in prison film and that's how I discovered <laughs> sexuality yeah, right. as a kid. Jesus. At a very young age that I think I've already revealed. <laughs> the more I talk about how um, my sexual awakening occurs, the more I think people are going, well, that's it. That's where he got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say that. I'm not going to be able to top that story time with like anything because that's just basically it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's 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 that was the beginning there there it is that's that's how my life lives <laughs> that's how i took my first steps from childhood into the, the next thing and, and it's it's quite amazing where you know toys weren't important as important anymore <laughs> like my transformers weren't as important or any of the other stuff i had it wasn't as important anymore and it it and like like almost like very much you could tell it was a a, a very hard change in my life of where it went <laughs> emphasis on hard yeah <laughs> all right actually i do have kind of a similar story though it ties into the um surprise sexual experience in the middle of a slumber party that i wasn't expecting that's where my story's going <laughs> yeah yeah all right okay so i'm hanging out with some friends at a, another young age of when you're starting to get into the idea of girls and yeah. um it's me and a couple of my friends and i'm not going to mention any names and i'm also not going to say the age because i want to protect the innocent in here uh meaning the person that is the other end of the story and one of my friend's sisters whose house we were all staying at was someone that I was always kind of interested in as well and so I am an insomniac as everyone has heard before and I'm kind of wondering about the house because I can't really sleep and everybody's snoring and it's irritating me and I'm also kind of as everybody knows I have a bit of a short temper sometimes too and if you're snoring that's one of the things that really gets me mad because you keep me from sleeping so yeah. in walking around um I kind of encounter this friend's older than us sister and um, I get to chatting with them. They're also kind of an insomniac and I don't know how this ended up happening. I think it was like just the usual like, no, she's not much older. Like we're talking like almost Irish twins, like a year to two years max, right? Yeah, right. And, All right. And so, and it's at the age where that sort of thing sort of matters, but isn't quite that much of a difference that it matters when we're talking teenish, you know, for us, uh, maybe a little younger in my case. Anyway, one thing leads to another and um, I do this like thing where I'm tickling her and then all of a sudden we're kissing and I don't know how that happened, but it did just yeah. how kids end up making out with hormones. Right. And so I'm starting to really experience this happening and terrified that I'm going to get caught every little creak that's going on. I'm like, my God, this father's going to kill me really, really enjoying myself. And then it abruptly stops and it, we can't um, fool around anymore. And we just kind of stop before things get too serious. And uh, she's just basically like telling me we can't ever do this again that that you know blah 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 and goes off and all that and then i go back to my friend's room to go to sleep and i'm laying there on the floor listening to everybody snore trying to not suffer with the first time i've ever experienced blue balls in my life <laughs> like i can't sleep right but i actually have blue balls for the very first time <laughs> is what well, yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah. the pain the painful and but i mean it makes sleeping almost impossible right so they're snoring and i have blue balls and i'm just laying there like beaming with the fact that I just made out with my friend's sister because <laughs> I've always kind of had a crush on her and I couldn't believe that that worked out. So there we go. Yeah, you cad. <laughs> and uh, until... You know what? That's a word that's not thrown around a lot these days. You cad. Well, I I'm called you bring a, that back. I called you a cuss earlier. We're really trying to bring 
back old timey terms. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Our slang. We're, we're bringing like old timey slang yeah. back. Yeah. But I just want to mention that until I've told the story now, I never mentioned that to a soul. So there we go. And I didn't mention ages. All I mentioned was around teen and sleepover. So it could have been at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up with the story times there. What do you think, Matt? Yep. I think we're good. All right. So we're going to play the Ending Legion promo. And then immediately after that on the Pirate Radio Edit, for those of you out there that are actually still feeling kind of uh, erotically sexual, even though Matt and I just told stories that probably grossed you out, we're going to have Marvin Gaye with the song Distant Lover right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Now, if everybody is thoroughly creeped out and I've just ruined that Marvin Gaye song for everyone, let's go ahead and point them to all the times that I have ruined anything sexual to them. In the past 430 episodes that I may have done that at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Yeah, yeah, right. If you would like to Good discuss, job. if you would like I'm to I'm still discuss. thinking about Marvin Gaye and Lauren Gemster. I'm thinking about a lot of things right now. <laughs> if you'd like to further discuss how the things that we have put on the show are or are not sexual in the Legion Discord chat, I would be available there if someone would actually reach out to me, but it doesn't happen very often or at all. But anyway, Legion Discord chat, check it out. Give it a shot. Give it a, give it a try. See if you like it. Why not? Uh, let's do the <laughs> meme rundown and get the fuck out of here for everybody because we've already gotten what, longer what? than Matt and I really want. So go to Instagram and check out cinema underscore psyops there for the fresh 
freshest of meme drops. Then they get once again shared to the Cinema PsyOps Facebook page, then to the Cinema PsyOps Facebook group, all aptly named for this podcast of, you guessed it, Cinema PsyOps. And then at some point in time, it's also shared to my main page there of Court PsyOps, although I am on Facebook less and less and less and just not even really caring about social media all that much. But if you reach out to me, I'll try to respond. And sometimes maybe I won't because, you know, I'm living in a world of my own personal hell and making. Yeah, well, hey, listen. At least it's the hell of your own making instead of someone else's making. I mean, that'd be fucking that. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, while you're out there declaring that that is, in fact, bullshit, kick the fuck out of this week and enjoy our ending song by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Love don't. <laughs> I can hear you. You can hear the board. This is all good. Let's go ahead and start this. Recording in progress. There we go. We are recording and let's uh, go ahead and, well, I don't really need a whole heck of a lot of time to do the theme for hits, but I'm going to do what I did right at the start of the other show. So here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, I shortened your clips up a little bit too. Okay. I like removed noise and then just truncated them. So some of them will be a little bit shorter. Some of them won't be. That's fine. That's what makes us different. We're both Republicans, too. It must be nice <laughs> to get along so well. Oh, it is. Bless <laughs> it. I couldn't live without. I just... Hang on a sec. Would yeah. you like a drink? I'd love one. That's the one I just played, right? Uh, no, the one you Would just you like played is the one where he's talking about how they're ecstasy and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm not, I'm not, del- I just wanted to make sure I didn't delete the right one. You can go on. Sorry I about gotcha. that. Go ahead. All right. Uh, all right. So hold on. Give me one second. Sure. There we go. I have my shades open and the sun has now hit that direct spot where it's just burning me out. So, all right. Okay. Just a sec.
are declaring that that is in fact bullshit. Kick the fuck out of this week and enjoy our ending song by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Love don't. <laughs> and here, this, this is for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love don't treat you like that. All right. I'm going to go ahead and fucking end this for everybody. Recording stopped.